A very tender welcome to you from me, Pastor Cristoforo Padova. These are the words of Ronald Brownstein, senior editor at The Atlantic and a senior political analyst for CNN. After each of the repeated mass shootings that now provide a tragic backbeat to American life, the same doomed dance of legislation quickly begins. As the outrageous demands for actions are inevitably derailed in Congress, disappointed gun control advocates and perplexed ordinary citizens point their fingers at the influence of the National Rifle Association or the intransient opposition of congressional Republicans. Those are both legitimate factors, but the stalemate over gun control legislation since President Clinton's first presidential term ultimately rests on a much deeper problem. The growing creases of majority rule in American politics. Polls are clear that while Americans don't believe gun control would solve all of the problems associated with gun violence, a commanding majority supports the, the central priorities of gun control advocates, including universal background checks and an assault weapons ban. Yet, despite this overwhelming consensus, it's highly unlikely that the massacre of at least 19 school children and two adults in Uvalde, Texas yesterday, or President Joe Biden's emotional plea for action last night, will result in legislative action. That's because gun control is one of the many issues in which majority opinion in the nation runs into the brick wall of a Senate rule, the filibuster. That provides a veto over national policy to a majority of the states, most of them small, largely rural, predominantly white, and dominated by Republicans. The disproportionate influence of small states has come to shape the competition for natural power or national power in America. Democrats have won the popular vote in seven of the past eight presidential elections, something no party had done since the formation of the modern party system in 1828. Yet Republicans have controlled the White House after three of those elections, instead of one, twice winning the Electoral College while losing the popular vote. The Senate imbalance has been even more striking According to calculations by Lee Drutman, a senior fellow in the political reform program at New America, a central left think tank, Senate Republicans have represented the majority of the United States population for only two years since 1980. If you assign half of each state's population to each of its senators, but largely because of its commanding hold on smaller states, the GOP has controlled the Senate majority for 22 of those 42 years. The practical implications of these imbalances were dramatized by the last full-scale Senate debate over gun control. After the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting in Connecticut, the Senate in 
2013 voted on a measure backed by President Barack Obama to impose background checks on all gun sales. Again, assigning half of each state's population to each of its senators, the 54 senators who supported the bill, plus then Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, who opposed it only for procedural reasons, represented 194 million Americans. The remaining senators who opposed the bill represented 118 million people. But because of the Senate's filibuster rule, which requires the backing of 60 senators to move legislation to a vote, the 118 million prevailed. The outcome likely would not differ today. Last year, the House passed legislation to expand and strengthen background checks, but it too has been blocked by a Republican filibuster in the Senate. That impossible opposition reflects the GOP's reliance on the places and voters most deeply devoted to gun control. Polling last year by the Pew Research Center found that the share of Republicans who live in a household with a gun, 54%, far exceeds the share of Democrats, who do 31%. In all, Pew found that 4 in 10 adults live in a house with a gun, and only 3 in 10 own one. A 2020 Rand Corporation study found that the 20 states with the highest rates of gun ownership had elected almost two-thirds of the Senate's Republican lawmakers, 32 of 50, and comprised about two-thirds of the states that President Donald Trump carried in the 2020 election, 17 of 25. In an almost mirror image, the 20 states with the lowest rates of gun ownership had elected almost two-thirds of the Senate's Democratic lawmakers, also 32 of 50 and comprised about two-thirds of the states Biden won, 16 of 25. The 20 states with the lowest rates of gun ownership have more than two and a half times as many residents, about 192 million, as the states with the highest gun ownership rates, about 69 million. But in the Senate, these two sets of states carry equal weight. In their opposition to gun control, Republicans in Congress clearly are prioritizing the sentiments of gun owners in their party over any perspective, even that of other Republican Republican voters. The Pew uh, polling found that significant majorities of Americans support background checks, 81%, an assault bans weapons, 63%, and in a ban, Ban on high-capacity ammunition magazines, 64%. A majority also opposes concealed carrying of weapons without a permit. Majorities of Republicans who don't own guns shared those opinions, as did Democratic gun owners, by even more lopsided margins. Even most Republicans who do not own guns said in the polling that they support background checks and oppose permitless concealed carry, which more red states, including Texas, are authorizing. Despite all this, Republican elected officials in their near-lock-step opposition to gun control have bent to groups like the NRA 
in equating almost any restrictions as a sign of disrespect to the values of red America. Even though the NRA has weakened institutionally, its influence inside the GOP has been magnified by the reconfiguration of American politics along geographic lines. When Congress, during Clinton's first term, created the national background check system through the Brady Bill and later approved the ban on assault weapons, which has since expired, significant numbers of congressional Democrats representing rural constituencies opposed the legislation, while significant numbers of Republicans with big suburban consistencies supported it. But three decades of electoral resorting has significantly shrunk both of those groups. As a result, when the House passed its universal background check bill in 2021, only eight Republicans voted for it, while just a single Democrat voted against it. The Senate's small state bias is impeding legislative action on other issues on which Americans broadly agree, including climate change, abortion, and immigration. As with gun control, polls consistently show that a majority of Americans support acting on climate control, oppose overturning Roe versus Wade, uh, sorry, oppose overturning Roe versus Wade, and back comprehensive immigration reform, including offering legal status to undocumented immigrants, especially young people brought into the country by their parents. The House has passed legislation reflecting each of those perspectives. The Senate's inaction on these issues again reflects the outsized influence of those states with the highest gun ownership rates, which also tend to be those enmeshed in the fossil fuel economy, with high shares of culturally conservative white Christians and low shares of immigrants. If there is any hope for congressional action on gun control in the aftermath of the Uvalde tragedy or another mass shooting in the future, it almost certainly will require reform or elimination of the filibuster. Otherwise, the basic rules of American politics will continue to allow Republicans to impose their priorities even when a clear majority of Americans disagree. The hard truth is that there is no way to confront America's accelerating epidemic of gun violence without first addressing its systematic erosion of majority rule. That was the words of Ronald Brownstein senior editor at Atlantic and senior political analyst for CNN. Shalom.